From You Can Book Me, this is Get More Done, the blueprint for managers to lead happy and productive teams. I'm Ben Dugavage, and my mission is to help you stomp out inefficiencies so you can focus on work that will grow your business. How can you make a good impression with your clients, students, or customers? Setting up an automated scheduling system not only helps you save time, but also the people you are meeting with. On this episode, I chat with Dr. Stephen Tallman, the Assistant Professor of Education Leadership and Higher Education Administration at Georgia Southern University. Stephen shares how he uses You Can Book Me and how it's helped him tremendously, so much so that he has written a research paper about it to help his colleagues in higher education. Stephen shares how technology is changing at colleges and universities and how it is becoming important to provide students with frictionless access to information. All of that and then some on Get More Done starting now. And welcome back to the Get More Done podcast, where we talk about all things productivity and helping your team level up. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Stephen Tolman, Assistant Professor of Education, Leadership, and Higher Education Administration at Georgia Southern University. So Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Super excited to learn everything that you've been researching and all the cool stuff that you've been doing at Georgia Southern. But before we do that, uh, we'll have an icebreaker question to help you break the nerves up a little bit and get more comfortable because podcasting is not really something everybody does uh, every day like me. But uh, for this question, uh, what is one thing that you have to do to fall asleep? Yeah, so I um, tend to fall asleep listening to podcasts. So every night I uh, listen to a podcast and fall asleep. I'm a big podcast person. Love listening to them. I've really fallen in love with it in terms of my commute and then being around the house, uh, you know, going to the gym, just listening to a podcast. And so at nighttime, I, I listen to a podcast. And one of my favorite podcasts, uh, which I can't listen to when I fall asleep, is, is kind of funny. I just listened to, um, do you listen to Smart List, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just listened to um, George Clooney's. I re, re- listened to the George Clooney one. It was interesting because he had given a shout out to um, podcasts and how he listens to them to fall asleep. And I, I laugh because very similar to what his response was, is I can't listen to something like Smart List as a podcast before I fall asleep because I stay listening to it and I'm engaged and I would listen to the whole thing. So I didn't fall asleep to something like SportsCenter or something about football or golf, one of those type of podcasts that you know usually puts me on in just a few minutes. Um, so I'll listen to something like that. Absolutely. I was going to say, because when I listen to podcasts, I'm attentive, you know, actively listening, and I can't be doing other things. But um, having it just be something in the background, it makes a lot of sense where you don't really need to be engaged. But yeah, SmartList is great. Shout out to SmartList. So good. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Stephen. All right. So this is my least favorite question, whether I'm on a podcast, whether I'm doing an interview for a job. Uh, You never know how much to share or how little to share. But uh, so for me, um, I'm a college administrator at heart, uh, and so I was in residence life, um, uh, residence life, student conduct, and overseeing student life for, what, 13 years as a college administrator, loved it. Um, I did my undergrad at Central Michigan University, my master's was in education administration at Texas Tech, uh, and then my doctorate was at Rutgers University. Love being a college administrator, um, and then now I'm on the faculty side of the house teaching people to be college administrators 
And so I kind of had the best of both worlds. And then I get to then dip my toes into um, administration, but then I get to help prepare those being in the role. Uh, so absolutely love it. I'm here at Georgia Southern University as an assistant professor in our higher ed program. Um, I serve as the director of our doc program. Um, so preparing folks to go on into senior administration positions. Uh, absolutely love it. So, And the weather down here in Savannah is pretty nice too, so you can't complain. Yeah, you can't complain at all. Uh, that's really cool that you're taking your field experience and bringing that into the classroom to help other people prepare. But I'm curious about the RA stuff, because to me, that seems like herding cats and trying to do everything. So what made you fall in love with that side of things, the student life? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I was an undergrad. I was a double major in biology and chemistry with a minor in physics. And I was an RA in college. And I was actually the, the student that, you know, you don't want to be an RA at first. Um, and then what actually happened is I was a bad kid, uh, my freshman year in college. And so I got in trouble. I won't tell the stories online here. Um, but I got in trouble. And then the hall director who oversees the residence hall met with me and said, listen, I'm going to give you two choices. Number one is that you can pack your bags and move out of the residence hall as of 5 PM today. Or number two is you can start working at the front desk and going to hall council starting tomorrow. So I chose option two. I worked at the front desk. Uh, a semester later, I was promoted to be the manager of the front desk, uh, and then that led me into becoming an RA myself. So then in undergrad, I became a, a resident assistant, an RA, and I fell in love with being an RA. Um, it was just such a cool position, really fit my personality. And it was my senior year. I was already accepted to medical school, so I was going to go to medical school. Um, and I went and met with my hall director at the time, my supervisor. I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about staying on one more year as an RA so that I can get a third major in physics. So then I would be a triple major, biology, chemistry, and physics. And my hall director, my boss at the time, looked at me much like you're looking at me, Ben. I'm like, why would you do that? You're already into medical school. What are you thinking? And I had this epiphany. The only reason I wanted to do it was so that I can continue to be an RA. Um, so because of that, I put medical school on hold. And then I went down to Texas Tech, did my master's in higher ed, and been doing this type of work ever since. So absolutely love being an RA in the work that we do. But you're very right. It's much like herding cats uh, in a lot of that work. So yeah, yeah. Wow, that's an amazing story, you know, maybe kind of going down the wrong path, and then you just get course corrected. And then now the rest of your future is kind of kind of set with all of that. That's really cool. Yeah, my mom was disappointed at first, because she always wanted a son to be a doctor. But once I got my doctorate, um, she could now say she has a son that's a doctor, just not a medical you know, I will share, I have a daughter, um, she is turning 10 this year, um, but you know, four or five years ago, she was about five, six years old, and we were in a restaurant, and somebody was choking, um, and somebody said, is there a doctor in the house? And my little girl says, my daddy is, my daddy is like, no, he's not! Not that kind of doctor. That's great, that's great. <laughs> exactly, not me! <laughs> so, throughout your time, you know, in the university space, over the last decade and a half nearly, how have you seen student success evolve in, in how have you seen that change? Yeah, I was thinking about this, and I really think that the biggest change I see, there's been a lot of changes, let's be clear, right? But I think one of the, the coolest, most meaningful changes I've seen um, really is this idea of eliminating barriers, um, barriers for success to students, barriers for students and the work that they're doing and, and to education, to access to education. You know, I think about... One of the most prominent ones that we're seeing now on college campuses is this idea of a one-stop shop. Um, and so when you think about it, you know, student services used to be like scattered all throughout the campus. And it was hard. You go to one office like, oh, you actually don't need to meet with me. You need to go to the other side of the campus and meet with this other person. And they would like kind of shuffle you around. 
And then you think about a campus like Michigan State. Michigan State has their own zip code for their campus. So they're technically their own city when you look at it like that. Uh, you have to take a bus from you know part of campus to part of campus. Or you look at some of the schools in New York City, like the new school, where you're taking a subway from one part of the campus to the other and trying to shuffle students around. So we moved over to this idea of this one-stop shop of having all these folks in one convenient location and so they can go to one place and get their answers. Um, I think those have been you know, instrumental in terms of eliminating barriers. You look at the things that we're doing online, so much is at our students' fingertips of all these online portals. They can go in and do a degree audit through their Degree Works program right there at their fingertips. They can get all the questions they need, all their information is right there. So this is eliminating another barrier. I think with the work with You Can Book Me and what I'm doing here and what you're doing with You Can Book Me, it just eliminates another barrier for students to be able to get meetings with folks and talk to folks and not having to have that barrier between them. Um, has been great. And then you look at some of the you know, work on the student life side of the things like Collegiate Link or OrgSync, of uh, these platforms that are interacting and engaging students in this campus life um, re- arena, and it just eliminates these barriers and gets folks engaged right off the bat. That's really amazing to hear just on the progress toward making it easier for everybody, right? Getting the information you need and giving that front and center. And like you said, with different technology tools like You Can Book Me, how have you seen technology impact student life? Oh, yeah. So I mean, when I look at it, I really think that we are doing such a better job of assessment and evaluation um, and that we've realized there's so many data points um, of what we have for our students. And it's kind of cool and kind of creepy all in a way when you start to realize how much information we actually have on students, right? So think about the ways that we utilize data that you know students have to swipe into their dining hall, right? They have to swipe into their residence halls to be able to have access to their rooms at times to get into the building. Um, there are campuses you have to swipe into the classroom that we check students in in that way. Um, You go to student events now and they'll swipe you in at the basketball game. They'll swipe you in for the pizza party that they're having in the quad. And so we have all these data points on students and we can start to see where they're going, who's involved and who's not involved. And when you think about it, it's kind of cool because you could start to connect some of these dots and you can actually do some predictive modeling of figuring out which students are at risk because they're not getting involved on campus. Right. And we can start to figure out which populations of our students are not, you know, be participating or not engaged in our community. And then we can start to then program around them specifically. So we can figure out that this one population has gone to the basketball game. They're at the gym every day. But this other group of students, they're not doing anything on campus. So how do we create something around their needs? And so it can really change the way that we're doing programming and outreach on a college campus. Wow, that's awesome. I wouldn't expect that to be that cutting edge, you know, of taking the data points and doing modeling or maybe some machine learning, that type of stuff. Because to me, the university space, it seems a little bit reluctant to adopt some new technologies and kind of move forward into that. But that's really cool to see. Yeah, I think the the biggest piece is when you think about all the data that's out there is how do you start to centralize some of this data, right? Because in a lot of ways on college campuses, we're siloed from department to department um, and division to division. But each one of those departments and divisions have a wealth of information on students. So then how do you start to connect some of those dots together? When we can do that, we could really harness some great power there to be able to help our students even more. Totally. That cross-collaboration is very important for sure. 
uh, for just sharing that information and where it could be going. It could be very impactful. So speaking about You Can Book Me uh, specifically, you wrote an academic paper. I think probably the first person to ever write a paper about us, which is really awesome. And it explains just how our tool can impact things. And you quoted that the faculty and administrators should give consideration to creating seamless mechanisms for students to initiate conversations. So how have you seen You Can Book Me help with that? Yeah, um, and it comes back to that, the question we talked about earlier of what college campuses are doing well. And it goes back to this idea of eliminating a barrier. And let me then talk to you then about how I got to You Can Book Me. I'd never heard of it before. Um, and then I stumbled upon it because I had a need. And so I literally said, okay, I have a problem. I have to fix this problem. What can I do? And then I went to Google and I just went into this rabbit hole of finding a solution. I didn't care what it was going to take, how much I was going to have to pay to do it. But I had a problem, I had to fix it. So as a college administrator, I've always supervised individuals, I've always worked with students, but that number of folks has been like a smaller number, if you will. It's always been 5, 10, 15, 20 people. And then even with that, it's challenging trying to get on people's schedules. You do so many doodle polls that you can do, like you get doodled out of trying to make all that happen. Um, and then when I went over to the faculty side from college administration, I then was serving as a program director. And so I had 100 students plus all the prospective students, plus all the faculty, every single day I was getting three to four emails a day of people needing to schedule a meeting with me. And I've always done this as an administrator, but much smaller volume. So then I would email them back, you know, the next day, like, oh, this sounds great. When are you available to meet? So then they would take them three or four days. They email me back like, oh, I can meet with you on tomorrow at 8 a.m. Well, then sure enough, I wouldn't read the email until after 8 a.m. the next day. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. When are you available again? And like you play this email tag back and forth, back and forth. I would go through six, seven, eight emails. And then that's one thing just to take that much work. But then the worst part is you're not being able to meet with that person. So they have a need. They needed to meet with me. And I'm delaying it by one, two, three weeks at times. Or they would just give up and get tired of the email tag. So I said, enough is enough. I have to find a better way to do this. And that's how I then stumbled upon You Can Book Me integrated it and then I've never looked back from it. Um, it has been, it's just my go-to um, and it's been seamless. And I'll share with you that as I think about others utilizing the software, like how do they get into it? How do they, you know, start to think about how to do this themselves? I jump right in. Like it's something that literally I was able to stumble upon within a day, integrate it with my calendar and then I've never looked back. I've never had a problem with it since. It's just been finding ways to like further perfect it, if you will. Um, you know, I created my first platform, my booking, um, and then I then added new, new new features to it. I, you know, added, you know, um, descriptors of what does he want to meet with me for? I realized that, you know, if I was running late, I didn't have a way to get a hold of a student in time. So I asked him, what's the phone number I can text you at if I'm running late? But it's been an amazing um, feature for me. And it's eliminated this barrier between me and students. Um, to where my students just go right into my You Can Book Me platform and schedule a conversation with me without even asking. They don't email first. I tell them, just schedule the appointment with me. And one of the pieces in my course evaluations with students, so my students that I teach use this as well to reach out to me, and they share often in their ratings of instruction of me, the course evaluation at the end of the semester, of how much they love this platform and how they feel connected to me at all times. So they can reach out to me. They know they can get right on my schedule and that they feel that my availability and presence is the greatest they've ever had in any course because of this eliminating that barrier. And how cool is that, that I can have this for them and that they always feel they can be connected to me in a moment's notice. Like, it's just amazing. 
That is some great feedback, you know, as you're seen as more professional, more available just by having that option available to them. So, uh, I mean, how many more students are you meeting with now having you can book me in place than you were previously? Yeah, it's interesting. I looked at this a few years ago, um, and then I estimate probably two to three times the number of students I now meet with um, as a result of using You Can Book Me of just how quick and easy it is to do. In the past, what I would find is the student says, oh, you know, it's not worth, you know, scheduling a formal meeting and going through all these emails back and forth to try to find a time. Now a student has a five minute question or a 30 long minute question. They either way, just go right in and then schedule a meeting with me. Um, And so I find that I have so much more interaction with my students um, as a result of it. Um, It's been absolutely amazing. Um, it really does get back to that idea of eliminating a barrier. And there's something to be said that, you know, having to reach out to somebody and say, can I meet with you for this? And having to have that back and forth, as opposed to knowing, I encourage them. I said, you ever have a question at all, no matter how big or small, go right to my, you can book me, put yourself right on it. And they do it. Um, and so I find that that eliminates that barrier and students are much more likely to schedule with me as a result. Yeah, totally. And what prompted you to write up a research paper about it? Was it just seeing seeing it work and seeing all the light bulbs connect and you're like, this is great? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so um, the journal is the Georgia Journal of College Student Affairs. And in there, there is a book review um, section of it um, in this academic journal, but there's also a software media platform review. And I want other administrators to be able to think about this because there's some really cool ways that you can use, you can book me that folks just don't even think about. Right. And so one of them is what I'm doing. I'm trying to get people to meet with me. But I think about other areas. Like let's come back to hurting the cats in res life with the RAs. Think about like for RA selection, I've coordinated that for years. And I've worked at some large institutions. We'd have 200 candidates that would need to schedule their interviews. So they'd have an individual interview, may have a second round interview, and then they'd have these group process interviews. And so then, you know, a lot of it was not high tech that we'd have on the side of a door. They'd have to walk across campus and write on a piece of paper um, when they wanted to schedule an interview. You could then utilize, you can book me to then create a, a schedule there that students could go in in real time and schedule those interviews. And it just integrates and synthesizes everything together. I think there are so many ways that you could utilize, you can book me um, from an administrative perspective. That's just amazing. And you could really harness that power to be more efficient with your time. And speaking of time and your time, how do you find all of that time to write all those papers that you write? Like, I mean, I assume that's a lot of research and, you know, it takes a lot of your time. So how do you find time to get all that done? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I was, you know, thinking about this recently in that I'm very fortunate in that, so as a faculty member, there are three anchors to a faculty member role. Um, They are teaching, service, and then scholarship. And so service or the things that you're doing for your program, advising students, um, coordinating the program, doing assessments, evaluations of the program, serving the, the campus community. All of those are the service-related pieces, right? Think of all the committees we serve on. Like, that's all service. Um, and the scholarship is your research, and the teaching is obviously your teaching. And what's cool about what I do is everything's kind of inextricably linked together. So my teaching, my service, my scholarship are all around this idea of professional preparation. So we're preparing college administrators. So what's great is that I'm teaching it in the classroom, preparing them for this, but then I'm also researching it and then doing it in our program. And so because of that, it's all linked together, um, which has been great. And it allows me to be able to, to do quite a bit of that regularly. Awesome. 
And uh, do you have any other tools that you're using, any other software tools or processes in place that are helping you save time and optimize your workflow other than you can book me? Yeah, there's probably two that are my go-tos. The first is really been big for me is um, the text-to-speech readers. There's a lot of them, great ones out there that you can take a journal article, a PDF, and then you can just listen to it. So I talked before about podcasts and how they're so important to me. Well, these speech-to-text readers are also important to me because then I have a commute. So I commute about 45 minutes to an hour each way um, in the day, and then I utilize that time for work time. So this morning on the way in, one of my doctoral students, I'm chairing their dissertation, I was able to listen to their dissertation manuscript on the way into the office. Um, And then as I'm driving home this evening, there is a journal article that I want to listen to so that I can utilize that to be able to write a piece on it soon. So I'm constantly listening to something and utilizing this time that I have um, to be efficient. And so text-to-speech readers have been amazing for that. Um, And the other piece that I use in a way that a lot of folks probably don't use as I think about technology is there's a lot of great survey tools out there, like Qualtrics is a good example. Um, and then what's cool about Qualtrics is I use Qualtrics survey tool not to collect surveys, but actually to give out information. So I reverse the flow of it. And in Qualtrics, what's cool, and a lot of survey tools like it, they have what they call logic. Are you familiar with logic statements, Ben? So I utilize the logic in there to be able to give information. Let me give you an example here. So I say to a student, I create a, a Qualtrics survey for information about our program, for example. And I say, which questions do you have about our program? A, B, C, and D. So if they check A, I use logic then to take them to a page that gives them information about A. If they have questions about B, it takes them to a whole different page that gives them information about B. So rather than using Qualtrics as a survey to bring information into me, I utilize it to give my information out based on what it is that you need. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book when we were kids. And so then folks get to pick what it is that they want to know from me. And I utilize Qualtrics with the logic statements to give them only that information, which is kind of a cool way to be able to, to do it. And I, I don't know if you're aware, you can do that in You Can Book I, I, Me with conditional yeah. statements to say, if you choose X, then I can show you information just about X yes. and links and all that stuff. So that might be something I'll send you some documentation oh, on. Very that. cool, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could take me out of support, but it's always in, in my blood. Um, <laughs> so, so you mentioned briefly about you know, the advice of just getting started and iterating and kind of moving into a scheduling system for others. But what other advice would you give to a program or faculty member looking to set up an online scheduling system? Yeah, I think that it's looking at how do you want to utilize it and what is the problem you're trying to solve, right? Um, I think a lot of times when folks hear about software, they think they just need to implement it and they don't realize how they want to use it. So I think start with the problem first of like, what is it you're trying to solve? Is it you're trying to figure out how to make your RA selection process more efficient of trying to schedule people? Is it that you're trying to eliminate a barrier between students and faculty and trying to get them to meet with you more easily? What is the problem you're trying to solve? And then from there, being able to take something like you can book me to be able to solve that problem. So figure out what your problem is first, and then from there, be able to solve it. I really do think, though, that, you know, when you have that problem with scheduling, so whether it's, you know, scheduling our interviews or, you know, your own schedule, once you have that, using You Can Book Me is an easy, like, it's very easy to put into place. It's something that you'll take an afternoon, you'll sync it up with your schedule, you're like, dude, this actually works. Like, it is pretty cool. And, you know, you won't believe it at first of how easy it is. And you'll send it to a couple colleagues and ask them to schedule fake meetings with you. You'll send it to your friend and, like, you'll realize it just automatically integrates and does exactly what it is that you need to be able to do. 
I think that's great advice of just understanding your need and kind of fleshing out that before diving into any tool, whether it's scheduling or anything, because if your process in place isn't the best and what you're looking for, you're just going to throw money at the problem and not and not fix it. So that's that's very great advice. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to add or talk about that we haven't discussed or I didn't ask you? No, I'm just, uh, as you can tell, You Can Book Me has been um, instrumental for me um, and that this is not a paid advertisement uh, in any way. Um, you know, I, I wrote the article because of how much I loved it um, and how much I use it. And then I want others to be able to, to utilize it. And I think what's really cool about You Can Book Me is that you have two platforms, if you will. You have the free version and then you have the pro version. Um, and I think that you know, one of those versions can meet somebody's needs no matter what it is they're looking to do. I have a feeling that a lot of folks are going to be, let me try on the free version and then they're going to be immediately hooked and say, oh, I want to be able to do this other piece, which would make my life even better or even easier. And that's a part of the pro version. And I'm very confident in saying that when somebody upgrades there, they're like, this is worth the $8 a month or whatever it is. Like, I will pay this gladly to be able to have this other feature. And so it's a piece that I think that a lot of folks are really going to appreciate once they use it and they won't, you know, won't look to go back. Exactly. You see what's working and then you expand into it like you've done in modifying features and changing things up. So a question for you is what's the rough time savings that you've had by using You Can Book Me if you could quantify that? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, so what, one of the pieces I like about You Can Book Me too is in my calendar, I can go back and then calculate all the meetings that I had from You Can Book Me from the previous year. And I just did this recently for a report that I wrote. Um, and I think I had something like 240 You Can Book Me meetings in the last year. Um, and so then when you take those 240 meetings, each one of those, you have to multiply by like three or four emails of what it would normally be, right? Um, at least three or four emails. Is so somebody asking me going back, back and forth, back and forth, and then you eliminating all of that. So 240 meetings times three or four emails each has to save me hours, if not days, easily, right? Um, and so I think it's been a, a huge piece for me. Um, and that even without the savings of time, which is a big piece of it, it's probably the most important piece to me as a faculty member and as a professional is this idea of this presence and this connection that I have with students and how they can see how available I am to them outside of the classroom. And that's a piece I think is my favorite piece about You Can Book Me isn't just the savings of time and the efficiency. It's the connection and the way that students resonate with me having this platform for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's great to see that you are saving so much time because I think we ran the numbers on all the bookings we've made to date. And if we say it's about 15 minutes per booking that you're saving, it's about um, 1,500 years of time that we've saved the world, which is a massive amount. Kind of hurts my brain to think about that, that amount of time. So one question that just popped into my head about the administration side, let's say you're a faculty member and you're using this tool. How would you go about getting more people on campus involved into using the tool to like, how, how does that work on a university side of things of getting more pro- proficiently used throughout, uh, throughout a campus? Yeah, um, I think that comes up in a, a few ways. Um, so the first piece is just collegial, right? So, you know, somebody goes to schedule a meeting with me, I email a colleague about oh, just book a meeting with me this way. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like, what is this platform? Um, and so I have, you know, several colleagues that have jumped on board over the years of just seeing me use it, right? 
um, other folks have, you know, heard of, you know, how engaging I am in the class and this, you know, reaction that students have to this. I'm like, listen, I hear the students are really gravitating towards this. Like, how are you doing this? And like, how do I replicate this? Right. So we hear that, too. The other piece I think is cool um, is that with me using this, it's also this mentorship model that in my program, all my folks are going to be future college administrators. So they're ingrained in this in their grad program. So they see this. And what I actually see is when my former students email me something later on and ask me a question about something, oftentimes in their signature line, I'll see a link to their You Can Book Me because they want to utilize it too. So they see that benefit. So I think this is one of those things that, you know, as we start using this, then we're going to start mentoring other people to use it. I think you're going to start to really see this expansion of it, you know, throughout uh, colleges as well. Yeah, we do see that exactly in that way that you had mentioned. Somebody picks it up and then somebody else is like, yeah, we want to do that. And then somebody else comes in and is like, how do we do a campus-wide rollout of this? So it's really cool. So so you mentioned that there's some additional research that you're going to be doing for You Can Book Me. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I have a research team um, pulling together. And so we're excited. We have some folks on the educational technology side. Um, that look at technology and what we do in you know colleges and, and that type of work. And then we have some of our college administrators. Um, so pulling together a cool research team. And we're going to look at um, utilizing You Can Book Me and so the benefits of it. So we're going to be able to then have folks that have a paid You Can Book Me account looking at their experience with this and then comparing them with other folks that don't have it. Um, and so what was that experience like for those that have this platform? How did it change their workflow? How did it change the work they're doing with students and meeting with individuals versus those that don't have it and be able to look at that experience of them? Um, and so we're really excited to, to look at that because I have a feeling that we're going to see that a lot of folks are going to find great benefit in this um, and that they're going to really see that it, it pays dividends to be able to use it. And it's something they're going to want to continue to use. Yeah, we're super pumped for that too, Stephen, just to get some more information because that's always, always great to get that user feedback and, and all that good, all those good stories that we're hearing from people using You Can Book Me. So apart from the research study, what's, what's next for you? What's on the horizon? Oh, there's always something going on, right? So in front of me here on my computer, I have my dry erase board with my to-do list of everything going on. Um, and so a colleague and I, we are under contract. We just found out recently to publish a book. Uh, and so we're a book contract. So we're excited for that to come out. It'll come out probably a year from this August. And then it's looking at um, the profession of student affairs and looking at um, voices from the profession of looking at some of the challenges and, and giving different perspectives of challenges that we face as college administrators. So excited for that to come out. Um, and then uh, I have a few other you know, projects in the, in the works. There's always something going on, um, which is great. And then looking forward to this, you can book me, uh, look at the scheduling platform as well. Yeah, that sounds like a very busy year coming up. And I'm glad we could save you a bit of time in between there too, uh, all that work and stuff. But Stephen, it's been great to talk with you, um, someone else that also likes to geek out on productivity and efficiency and all that good stuff. And like I said, we're super pumped for this research that you're going to be doing. And thank you for being on Get More Done and sharing all of your insights. Great. It was a pleasure being here. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Get More Done. I hope that you were able to see the power of scheduling automation in this episode. If you want to be alerted of more great stuff like this, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave me a review and share it with a friend. Want to know how to give your team superpowers and help them save a few extra hours a week? Find out how at youcanbook.me teams.